0: All right, you know what time it is? It is um, 10 a.m., and what's supposed to happen now, what's supposed to happen at this moment, is that uh, Eleanor Kerrigan, from Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, is supposed to call in to us. Uh, sometimes they don't call until like 10.05. Sometimes they call it 10.03. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they don't call at all. Go see Eleanor Kerrigan, or go to those shows on Friday, Tomorrow, you know, go to the late show. Go to Eleanor's late show. So, uh, do that at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Houseofcomedy.net is where you purchase tickets for. Uh, here we go. We got her. Is this Eleanor Kerrigan?
1: It certainly is. How are you?
0: We're good. We are actually, This, this is this is a raw feed. We're we're, okay. li- we're live now, Don't just relax, just relax. Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute, I don't know if I can see, I'm not prepared for live.
0: <laughs> it's raw live feed, unedited right now, it's, it's, it's coming across, uh-huh. you, do you remember a long time ago when uh, there was a big oil spill in the ocean and all they showed on television was the oil coming up out of that pipe, it's kind of like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it, that's how I feel, that's what my life is.
0: How are you Eleanor?
1: Good, how
0: are you? Good, we were just talking about you, and um, uh, we, uh, I want names. uh Me and uh, my friends in the Boko Haram. This is where they hide out. Oh. Now, uh, uh, no. uh, my producer happens to be my wife, Shirley. Uh, okay. We, we were talking about you, we had just interviewed uh, television uh, producer, writer Jeff Abagov, and um, uh, in between time we were talking about it, we we're going, we're looking forward to hearing from Eleanor on the outside chance that something happened and you weren't going to call, we were still telling people to come out and come out and see your show. And then we were going to post, we were going to post, we had interviewed you two years ago when we had a studio in Scottsdale. I remember
1: it. Yes. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we were telling people about it and lo and behold, thank goodness. Here you are.
1: I know because what happened was I went, to Caveman style for about an hour. By accident, I left my phone in the car with the young lady who took me to do uh, TV this morning. Oh God! And so I, didn't, I was like, No, what do I do? I don't even know what to do. Thank God I have my computer. So I went to my computer and I emailed her, and then she's like, I'll email Tony. <laughs> Apparently, nobody reads emails. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. You know, I read them, but then I read them after the show.
1: Oh, well, okay, there you go. So then after the show, but you know what? Watch your-
0: you know, you so you've you you, you have, you've retrieved your phone. Yes,
1: yeah, she brought it back. But I wasn't sure if she was going to get back to me by 10 o'clock, So I do not want to mess up this call because I'm like, oh, I, I am not talked to Tony, and it's been like two years, right? Two, two, it's been like yeah, two to...
0: years. As a matter of fact, like a picture popped up, you know how like um, Facebook memories and things pop up, and uh, uh, there was a picture of, of us and you, and uh, I go, wow, and we're going to get to talk to her again. What's been, and when we talked to you the last time, I think you were getting ready to tour with Dice. Are you had been, Yeah, we, yeah,
1: we've done a with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. About to do another day.
0: Are you Are you still touring with Dice? Do you still work with him? How's he doing? Is he Is he sobered up? What's going on with him?
1: He sobered up. Uh, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> amazing. You know, he's been sober. It's really, I know. It's mostly a fault too because people are like, oh, he's crazy, he's probably wasted, and they're like, wait, he's not? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we go on tour in May, and it's a short little run, but it's going to be a lot of fun gigs, and I still, I mean, I've been headlining on the off weeks, that I'm not with him, but, yeah, I still do little gigs. We're doing Sonic Temple Festival, you know what that is? It's a big, uh, rock festival in it's a, columbus Ohio.
0: it's a temple where you can heal hear real well because it's sonic
1: i guess it, it used to be called rock on the range
0: oh yeah 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 rock okay rock.
1: So it's the same one but this is a good part. like guys is headlining i'm featuring and his kids are in the music festival so we're all working together very
0: exciting oh wow well, you know and he, a lot of people don't know this about him Uh, And I don't want your whole interview to be about about, uh, him, but a lot of people don't know how much he um, uh, truly uh, uh, loves stand-up comedy, cares about stand-up comics, and uh, is helpful to other stand-up comics. Oh,
1: yeah, he's helped a lot of us. I mean, I'm right in that he helped me so much. I mean, he put me on uh, Showtime, to showcase mics was a, then, that um, was a
0: good that was a good special by the way because we watched that well, and, and we went wow this is she's just that is just fun and funny. I mean I think it was yes. after we interviewed you and then it, it popped up and we uh I think we were flipping channels one night and we go, Whoa, there's Eleanor. And, you know, and, and <laughs> we, we almost feel like well, those those parents that are sitting out in the middle of nowhere going, Hey there's <laughs> there, there's Eleanor. She's honey, she's on television. She bought a television? No she's on it. <laughs> Why is she sitting on the top? It was like that, it, but it was—it's a great special.
1: It, from that special, uh, Kid Rock watched that and he loved it. So he hired me for two years to do his uh, cruise, which wow. was amazing. Working um, so I got like so many things of it. And then this year, uh, Bill Burr. Um, put me on a uh, Comedy Central thing that comes out. It's a a special, kind of like what Dice did, where it's a little different, um, like how Rodney Rodney Dangerfield helped Dice, and then Dice tried to do it on Showtime for me and a few other comics, and now Bill is doing it on Comedy Central, and he just interviews us, and then we do like five, six minutes of stand-up. It was phenomenal. We just filmed it last week, and it comes out in January.
0: You know, uh, you were traveling in a good company. I, I will, This is all I'll say about Kid Rock. I love that first album. I bought that CD.
1: Good. He's a hell of a performer. Yeah. I, mean, I really enjoy it. I never went to a live show. I've heard his stuff, but watching him perform on that boat, and we had some like weather problems where we couldn't get off in the Bahamas, and he just did an impromptu concert. Oh man, it was phenomenal, and he had every musician on the boat come up and play with him, and he went right along with. Him. He was he was just excellent. Yeah, he, I couldn't say anything. I mean, he's so nice, one of the nicest
0: people. You know, it might go down in history that you and Kid Rock are the first two people ever to not be able to get off in the Bahamas. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way people. I went on the
1: impractical jokers cruise, and I got off this
0: night <laughs> <laughs> So, Bill Burr, I just want to say. So, I mean, Dice Clay, Kid Rock, Bill Burr. Uh, Tony Visick, we all love you we all think that you're great <laughs> you. and I just want to say this about Bill Burr to me Bill Burr uh, truly has carried the mantle of a uh, uh, in every generation or every decade or every not so much era because th- 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 there's always the the great comic who does not become the TV sitcom star uh, yep. and it was uh, at one time it was Rich Jenny and it was Rich Scheidner uh, and people like that and Bill Burr He's carrying yeah. that on. He is a comics comic. He is. There are some people that, if uh, there were no stand-up comedy clubs, they would still do stand-up comedy. And Bill Burr is certainly one he, of they those. They
1: figured out. Yeah, yeah. And it, it also, he's very helpful to young comics, which is amazing. Like that's a a big deal what he did for us. But he's been doing stuff like that for years, recommending people and you know taking people on the road and helping them out. But there's only a few uh, big comics that really, really push for the next group to come in if you will like a lot of people are afraid of you know helping other people because it might mess up them but he's so confident and so amazing you know he's like i don't know get him out there but he it's good because you know there's room for all of us and i i just love like people like him and Dice that that do help other people
0: so you're touring with kid rock you're touring with dice you're doing stuff with burr are you, are you living in the valley, or did you make it to the hills yet? Where are you?
1: I would never live in the valley. If I moved to the valley, I'm just moving back to Philadelphia. Forget it. <laughs> <Silver>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I always tease the valley people. All my friends live in the I still live, I'm a, I'm a Hollywood girl. I still live in Hollywood.
0: Hollywood or west?
1: West, actually. Yes,
0: yeah, now Hollywood. west. Yeah. I moved out
1: of Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, I'm a little bit west, more west this
0: you know, I was just. It's,
1: it's still a state area. I love it.
0: I was just there, and um, I had uh, dinner with um, the owner of Barney's Beanery, Lauren. And I used to get thrown out of Barney's Beanery when I was a young man. And uh, you. Hey, yeah. With her and Argus Hamilton, and I'm sure you know Argus.
1: <laughs> of course, I love Argus.
0: And uh, he told me things about Dice I didn't know. this is a creepier weird. He told me that Dice was a pitch perfect impressionist when they all started out.
1: Absolutely, that's
0: a fact. And yeah. I think very few of his, his fans or anybody who knows his name knows that. And the pitch-perfect impression that one day he's Dice doing spots at the Comedy Store and the next day he's a worldwide known name was Dice. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it's
1: definitely a character, yeah.
0: Would you want that for you? Let me ask you this, okay? So you, you're doing very well. You're doing well in the business. You know that Eleanor girl? Yeah, doing well in the business um would you (laughs) she did you hear about it what kid rock kid rock yes on a boat really they can get off so um (laughs) would you want that for you if like tomorrow you woke up and you were you had that sort of carnegie hall madison square garden sold out fame would you be ready for that or are you were you would you want a slower ramp
1: well, I'd be thrilled for that. Uh, I think I'm ready for the world, yes. Um, I'm always ready, but I mean, I just, I don't like, I see a lot, I have a lot of friends that have had all, amazing success, and it does come a lot of sense with it, and it does get overwhelming. So, I mean, that's the only, I mean, but I would love the success and the, you know, the money, if you will, <laughs> maybe move to uh Beverly Hills, go a little west, or who knows, It gets get wild. Hey, you know what? Uh,
0: Pacific Palisades. What the hell? Don't don't go Beverly Hills.
1: I'm not Pia, Pia. Nuts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Beverly Hills isn't what it used to be, but it it's just. I'm just saying. Like, of course, I would love that, and not have to like, you know, worry about where my next gig is coming from. Because I'm I'm getting gigs, and I'm blessed, and I'm thrilled about it. But you still worry. Like, where's the next, what if I don't get booked next year? What if I'm not booked into the, you know, you panic. If I did Carnegie Hall, I wouldn't have to think about it.
0: Putting a little away? Eleanor, are you putting a little away I'm for a rainy day or are you <laughs> blowing it off?
1: I, I'm, I'm putting it all away. Uh, I mean, I'm paying a lot of debt, <laughs> but I'm putting it away. You, got, you always
0: got to put, put a little away. It's um. Yeah. Is it all right? So so let me ask you this. So you're you're a uh, we can get this a little bit. You're a woman on the road, okay? So I like you're a woman.
1: I'm like, oh yeah. Let me check.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yep. um um okay. you you would you would you, you're you're a self-identified woman. Um, uh, Thank you. Is it? When you're comparing, you know, because you're also you uh, you're hanging out with Dice, you're hanging out with Burr, you're hanging out with Kid Rock, and, and and people are swapping stories. Is it different for you on the road? Is it still the traditional issue of you being treated a little less than? Uh, is it still where people are, you know, uh, 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 treating you differently than they would a dude? Yeah.
1: Yes, definitely, absolutely. It still happens all the time, and it's an everyday fight. But you, you just, you, I kind of get used to it. You get used to it, and you just well, then you win the person over, or you get the person. You know, depending on what you're saying. Like, I have to deal with it with money. It's a constant. They always lowball you, and I'm like, dude, you have to understand. You just hired my friend. We're in the same business. I know what they got. Why would you do that? Oh, well, I, I, you know. So you just have to know how to fight. You have to know the animal you're dealing with, if you will. And so whatever they come at you with, whether they just talk down to you or can you, like, I've had people say, can you do 45 minutes? Like, can <laughs> I speak for that long without getting stoned? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll be all right. You know, like, if they... They do it like, are you okay? Are you so weak? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. I got it. You know, so you just, you, I I don't judge anybody for it. It's just, um, Some people are just, you know, ignorant that way, and that's fine. And and then once they get over it, they, they usually come around and go, hey, man, I didn't mean to do that to you, but it, it just, you know, whatever. Usually people are pretty cool, but you do have that initial, all right, let me punch this guy in the face so he knows what he feels, you know. I want to. I'm just a comic, just as funny <laughs> as everybody else. Judge me on my gender.
0: Have you found that? Um, um, have you found that the the Me Too uh, movement or era has been a plus for you? Have, are people waking up? Are people resisting? And I'll I'll, point, I'll, I'll give you my little uh, minor wake up moment in just a moment. Uh-oh. Something that kind of shocked me. Uh, uh, it's a minor thing, but for you, has this been different? Are are people more uh i a lot of very reactionary dudes i know are going you know what i would not even hire a woman in my office now cuz then she might <laughs> yeah. you know so and i work with a lo- I, I work i work with a lot of female comics in a workshop i have i mean they, they take the workshop so i go well i go how can you do that but has it there's has there been changes during this time for you positive negative
1: yeah, I mean it's all changing. You, you you feel definitely the nervousness of everybody, but uh, you know I'm old school. I don't press charges. I'm good. <laughs> I'm taking anyway I can get it. So uh, you know, I mean, I just but you definitely feel it. Like uh, I, was with, I was working at Club, and the um, uh, the manager like wouldn't even come into um, the condo because they just don't want any. And I understand that. That makes sense. It's like, okay, because there's been silliness in the past, whether it's been real or not real. And the problem is, it's really hard to determine what, you know, if somebody's just maliciously coming after you or if it's a real thing. And um, th- th- there is a lot of real things, but there's also a few of those hot apples that, that, you know, just go after something that take them down for no reason. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I get it. It's stressful. I have six brothers. Now. Um, I deal with it all, I mean, they, all the time. They're like, well, you
0: and say, oh, you can't even say hi. And I'm like, all right, relax. <laughs> not that bad. But yeah. You know, I it's, think it's, I, that's a key that you just told me that you had six brothers. There are some men who love women but don't like women, or they're uncomfortable well, around women. There are some women who love men but don't like men or are uncomfortable around them. But I mean, the vibe we got from you when you came into the studio that one time, because Shirley was there, I was there, or there might have been a couple other people, was, you were just, you know, you, you kicked back with anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I
1: like to sit at every table, you know. I like everybody. And that's so. I don't, mind. I don't judge anybody.
0: My I had a little, kind of fascinating, kind of minor wake-up call uh, in the last few weeks where um, I was watching the movie Saturday Night Fever. You remember that movie? Yeah of, yeah, of course. So, and what I didn't realize, I'd watched before that a movie called Bloom in Love, which was a minor hit when I was a kid in the early 70s, Chris Christopherson and George Segal and Susan Anspach. And, uh, and I was watching Saturday Night Fever. And in both of the movies, and these were very popular, Saturday Night Fever was extremely popular, uh, movies, yeah. mainstream films that have been lauded, in both of them, a woman is raped and then ends up, is okay with it. And I went, how the fuck did we not notice this back then? How do we not notice that John Travolta rapes his dance partner, but then listens to how deep is your love on the subway and it comes back and apologizes and they go off together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Insane. Again, back then, I don't know why or how that started, but that was just the way shit was. And now it's, heightened, like you're saying, you watch it and you go, oh, that's terrible, because we're changing, we're evolving, and so now, you know, you they wouldn't dare make a movie like that. It's funny that you brought up that movie, because that's, that's what Argus is talking about. Dice used to do Travolta.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it, it got so bad, he was doing it, and it got so big, that Travolta sent a, Travolta's people sent a cease and desist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <You never did. laughs> but stop anyway, doing it if he wasn't raping anybody in a car just it's just a movie I mean but it's true it's just the way things were and it's like now you know people are paying attention it, I, I don't know how it happened I wasn't here in the beginning of time I just know what I stand for and what I you know and I that's, that was, I noticed that immediately when I watched it, but maybe I watched it years later, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it, I, think
0: I think it was, I when
1: it came out, but uh, I didn't see it when I was in my late teens, so. Yeah, I, I mean. Watched it, it, so. Oh my God, why is he punching him? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and
0: same thing with the movie. And Bloom. that
1: was, uh, yeah.
0: It was the same thing with this movie, Bloom in Love, where George Siegel's trying to get back with his wife, and. He's doing everything he can to get back. So he just ends up raping her. And then Chris Christopherson goes, hey, it's your old lady. And he leaves. And, they move, and then they go to Italy together. So I, it's, it's so odd. The other morning, we were flipping channels. There was an old TV show, The Virginian, that was on when I was a kid. And, uh, it, it, and they were down in – the Virginian was down in Mexico. Or it was High Chaparral, one of those. And the stereotypes of Latino people were so disgustingly yeah. apparent. You're going,
1: wow. Yeah, I watch old movies all the time and I'm like, whoa, you know, like some of them crazy, but even if you go back to like the John Hughes, which pretty much cookie cutter, you know, suburban life, uh, film, feel good kind of, 16 candles and all that stuff, uh, he, I just watched, um, they're all in detention what's that one what called
0: oh uh, uh, what is that with your own attention it's um breakfast
1: club breakfast uh, uh, club yeah like all those films they, they're great but they're they would never fly to this. like the language they use and you know what i mean like the different things they make fun of and i'm thinking wow here there's you think they're bettering it but it's still that <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, it's none of that would ever fly i mean the asian guy in uh Sixteen candles. The exchange
0: exchange student. Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, we enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know if you know. We, I mean, at one time you you would not see a um, uh, a minority or or on on a television show or a movie unless they were you know uh, just the maid. And at one time, uh, very few women. Although there were Hollywood had some great strong uh, female um, movie stars, you know, in the forties and fifties, but. But sure. are, but just sometimes just the act of having a Latino person as a regular cast member on a TV show was like, it was like Bill Cosby was the first guy to be a co-star of a one hour uh, drama with Robert Culp called I Spy. And that was a big deal. That was a big deal that a black guy uh, had his own TV show. So he didn't handle it well, apparently, I guess the pressure. So um, he acted out. Nah. Bill Agatha. Acted- Listen, I um, I hope we talked about something you wanted to talk about, and I didn't just go, "Hey, I'm, we're going to talk about this weird stuff." So, oh, no, um, I love it. Hey,
1: it's all good. You're great. Thank you.
0: Well, we uh, uh, we've uh, uh, thought of you fondly and, and followed you the best we could since we interviewed you. Uh, give my best to if you when you get back. I, I'll see. I'm going to do Argus's web TV show in June. By the way, you know, oh, that, good. I'm going to I'm going to go there and do that. If you're around, please stop by. That'll be Tuesday, June. I'm going to see the Grateful Dead at the Hollywood Bowl the night before Argus' show. And then, um, uh, you know, and it's, it's a toss-up whether any of us will be, whether Argus, myself, or the Grateful Dead will be alive by then. But, um,
1: Stop it. <laughs> Argus records on Tuesdays. We do Wednesdays. We're, uh, I, do the, I co-host the Comedy Store podcast, and he does Argus Hamilton live at the Comedy Store tonight, I think it is. I think yeah, it, but it's yeah. It's more like that. Old school kind of Tonight Show vibe. Yeah, which is yeah. what he's been for years. He's amazing. He's yeah, he's a wonderful guy. Love art.
0: I'm doing a show. I hope I see you when I'm there. Uh, we appreciate okay. you taking time for us today, ladies and gentlemen. We're speaking with Eleanor Kerrigan, and she is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. Uh, tickets. Uh, it's real simple to find them, and it's houseofcomedy.net. That's houseofcomedy.net. Who's who's working with you this week? Do you know who uh, you're opening? Your- uh,
1: yeah, I have Earl Stegall with me. I don't know if you guys know Earl Stegall. Uh, he's coming from He was on Roast Battle. He's hilarious. He was in I'm um, Dying Up Here. He's, he's been around a little bit. He's a really good friend. And uh, we got Matt Broom hosting. So it's a really really fun show.
0: Yeah, that is a fantastic show. So uh, we're urging people to go down and check out your show. I hope I see you in June. But if I don't, then uh, we'll catch you next time you're in town. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you so much,
1: Tony. Send my love to the wife.
0: I will. Bye. 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 Well, bye.
1: <laughs> <you>. Bye,
0: bye. <laughs> uh, man, she is just uh, she's just cool. She is just uh, cool. I enjoyed I enjoyed that so much. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. You got quite a show today, considering that when I woke up this morning, the only thing I could think about was. Uh, Ants in my bathroom sink. Not in my pants, in my sink. Uh, you got a great show. If you come out to Casa Grande tonight, you get another great show. And then if you run up and catch Eleanor afterwards, you'll get another fantastic show. We'll be back next Friday. We have more in store. I might bring on another guest. I might bring Sam in to do one of his movie reviews. So you want to catch the whole two hours uh, next Friday. But until then, uh, Far... Um, My dog, Roscoe, my dog, Chica, and uh, my producer just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovizek. My name is Tony Visick. Your name is no longer Hot and Tot. You're now back to your regularly scheduled name. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.